0: Howdy, y'all. Hola.
1: En nombre, Mac.
0: Mi nombre. Yeah, I already yes. fucked
1: that up. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the latest, greatest
0: episode. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: And ratings just took a shit. That's awesome. Right in the toilet. I was going to say latest and greatest, but yeah, I don't know what the hell that was. So uh, welcome to the... Uh, show latest show that we have going on here at the battle Bros podcast my name is mac uh grossy With grocerson over there that's alamo <laughs>
0: um
1: he's one who can belch <laughs> the vowels of the alphabet and go mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah what's going on everybody glad to have you back if you're joining our show for the first time checking us out thank you for stopping by welcome and uh, hopefully you like what we're going to talk about today um if you haven't been here before we are uh, two guys that have known each other since high school. We have been friends for going on 20 plus years. We both yeah. served in the Army. Um, I was in National Guard, Alamo's active duty. Um, he went to Iraq, I went to Afghanistan. He's a little bit country. I'm a little bit more rock and roll, but I digressed. So um, yeah, we'll um,
0: talk, I, I, I also have a little bit of the crud, so uh,
1: and he speaks words, so yep. let's sit, let's sit over there.
0: This is going to yeah, be a serious a so show, folks, just a slightly more serious show.
1: Yes, slightly more serious. We're getting all the ham hambonery and flimflammery and chicanery out of the way right Very now. Much. So if you haven't been here before, um, we'd appreciate the likes and subscribes and the uh, click that notification button so you can find out when we have new episodes coming out, usually every Friday at 9 p.m.
0: Eastern. And Thursday, follow up. us on your audio platform of choice as well. Follow us on your audio yes. platform of choice.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, um, we took a week off last week. We had a lot of stuff going on. Um, we had to just kind of reschedule some stuff and um, kind of hold off on being on the show just because we had a whole lot of crap going on. So, that being said, a we're back. A lot of- and we're excited to talk about this episode. So, if you caught us, our last episode two weeks ago, we discussed... Um, Creature comforts and what we talked about, you know, we discussed like what kind of things we took with us when we went downrange, um, overseas on deployments and whatnot. Alamo talked about, you know, some of the stuff that he did when um, he was in Germany. You know, all the fun stuff there, uh, different things here and there, movies, music, creature comforts, all that kind of stuff. So it's pretty cool episode. Hopefully, you like to check it out. Um, this week, however, we're going to take a slightly more um, serious path and have a little bit more of an adult conversation, not adult in that way. You perverts get your damn minds out of the dumpsters and some bastards. Um, we are going to be talking about something that is kind of, it's people are aware of it, but people still don't really talk about it too much. So we're going to take a deep dive into the stigma behind men's mental health. A lot of people are like, you know, whoa, man, Hey, um, what's that all about well let's let's kind of discuss that so we're going to just hit the you know kick the tires and light the fires as they say so what is a stigma a stigma is defined as a mark of disgrace associated with a particular circumstance quality or person okay and the kind of the way this conversation came up as we were discussing you know some of the things that happen in the military you know (laughs) Guys are just – especially guys in combat arms, you know, we're talking infantry guys, uh, rangers, you know, special ops units, that type of shit. Um, these are guys who, a long, for a long time, um, just kind of had that unfortunate situation of like, hey, if you're sucking, um, don't tell nobody. Suck it up and just fucking deal with it by pushing it down into your gut possibly creating an ulcer and if it doesn't create an ulcer hey that's the price to pay for being a fucking rock star and uh, go from there and uh, don't talk keep about calm it. and drive on pretty much pretty much so one of the few things you know in this day and age we live in one of the things that is <clears throat> kind of uh, amazing about the day and age we live in is that mental health is not exactly in the shadows anymore it is well within a person's right and it's it's not as let me find the right way to put this. It's not as absurd for someone to say, Hey, I'm calling out of work. I'm going to take a mental health day. Yeah. All right, cool. You know, a few years ago, people looked at you like, what, what the hell does that mean? Like, No, you better be your ass here at eight 30. We got work to do. Yeah. About.
0: That. Uh-huh.
1: So, um, You know, and that's one of the great things, like I said, about nowadays, like there are some of these, you know, stigmatized walls that have been broken, broken down, and they're not quite there anymore. So that's kind of where this whole conversation comes from, especially when it comes to the differences between males and females and this and the other, but also – More pertinent to our sphere of influence is the difference in the um, military males, their mental health and whatnot. So that's kind of where we're going to go with this. Now, part of the reason why we took last week off is we just had a difficult time trying to formulate and kind of categorize. First off,
0: essentially how we were going to break down the show. Props
1: props (laughs) to this guy on my side on the side over here. This guy came in clutch because, you know, um, yeah, we we were able to find a lot of stuff that we needed to find in this, that, and the other. So um, it was it was a lot. We have quite a bit of research here, and, you know, we're going to try to delve into this as much as possible.
0: A um, lot of it is s- this... probably going to be more surprising than you think it's going to be, too.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, again, yeah. Pr- props to Homeboy over here. He found a lot of good articles and stuff to, to check out. But um, <clears throat> anyway.
0: Sorry guys, if y'all hear me sniff from time to time, it's because I'm starting to get a good of a case of the crud.
1: He's got the crud, absolutely, there, pal. Oh shit! Just stick the booger rag in your nose. Just do the show like that. I mean, fuck it. (laughs) Right. (sighs) Uh, uh, Gross noise. So anyway, so we were able to find quite a bit of a a good uh, amalgamation of data from several articles, all the way from. Uh, we have an article that Alma found where it's from the um, department of health in New York state. We have some stuff about Florida veterans um, from last year. We have some stuff VR. that was uh, compiled through the use of data from the U uh, S department of veterans affairs. Um, a lot of really good stuff. So yeah, we're going to kind of, and this might be a longer conversation. So if you're, if you're watching live at home, if you're listening on your, you know, whatever device you choose, uh, Go pop a bag of popcorn. Get comfy. Get your drinks. Get your bonbons. Whatever the hell you like. Get your pokey bait. Whatever the case may be. Have seats seat. Settle in. Settle What is the symbolism of all this? Anyway, so so let's talk about men's mental health, shall we? So. Like I said, for a long time, the stigma was if you're a guy in your combat arms, it's like if you had anything wrong with you, if you saw some shit, you were just pretty much, you know, it wasn't really, it might not have been exactly crystal clear and put out like in formation, like it would behoove you to just take this emotional baggage and shove that shit deep down inside the inner confines of your gullet and, uh put a cord on a perimeter on that shit, and don't let anybody access unless they've got the pass, and the password, and a and a, a freaking ID card. So, yep. yep. So, nowadays, you know, they've realized that hey, that's not exactly a great way, you know, the old way of working, the old way of doing things didn't work. It actually didn't work. It was just total shit. So, yeah. So, but also, you know, like I said, we're going to talk about this in a couple of different facets. So let's kind of just start off with just the baseline of this. Let's talk about, you know, males versus females. So, yeah, that's probably the easiest way to kind of skirt into this. Now, I want to start off by saying we are not picking on either sex. OK, as not males, in the least, man, as males, I could tell you where I as a male, I can tell you where my shortcomings are. I can tell you shut up at home you're laughing at that joke already calm it down as you were um (laughs) and he got it we are not here to point fingers we're just looking at some objective type stuff so people can hear it and just be like yeah damn that's some some hardcore shit there so um yeah males versus females so you know it's kind of understood that females a lot of times at least in you may not be this person. You may have observed it in a th- another person. You may have observed a third party. Um, females can be a little bit more. So, what I'm looking here for here, dude. Emotional. Emotional. They can be a little bit more just kind of on the wide spectrum of just like, just out there. Emotional. and You ladies a are very much
0: in terms, in terms of, Feel, you're very much more in tone with, in tune with your feelings, therefore, you do things much more expressively than males would, if that makes sense.
1: That's fair. I'm good with that. <clears throat> so, whereas guys, you know, we're just kind of meant to be. We're I, the way we're designed, the way we're built and structured, and whatnot. We can be just a lot more stoic, a little bit yeah. more, just kind of like not letting shit bother us. It's like dude your legs amputated yeah i got a tourniquet on it i'm fine mm-hmm. it's all good inside we're going holy fuck, my legs cut off uh! but we can't ever show it because then yeah. if we do show that the old stereotype is like well he had his leg cut off but he's still whining about it so he's, he's kind of being a bitch, bitch. You know? he's kind of being a pussy so weakness which yeah is showing weakness whereas we're just meant to be emotionless um for a long time we were emotionless we you know we're just like if you have a problem hey sorry that sucks you're not alone like there's other people who got worse shit going on than you so deal with it and sometimes that you know we can kind of impose that stereotype on ourselves where yeah. it's like i really don't want to be the guy that's like over here crying wolf and stuff but like i just feel like a good ugly cry coming on like i'm not wearing mascara but my mascara is gonna run and shit it's just like <sighs> kind of thing what do you want to add to this here dude
0: no i agree man um i would say i would even venture to say that it's because women and again none of this is when we talk about this, we're trying to pick on women, but um, women are women are allowed to express their feelings a little bit more openly than men are when it comes to, you know, talking about things like, oh, well, you know, I'm stressed, stressed out about this, you know, the finances are catching up with me, you know, I'm a little bit, you know, I'm still feeling a little bit, uh, in shock about, you know, what happened earlier and I'm feeling very, you know, upset about it, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's far more socially acceptable for a woman to actually talk about that kind of stuff and actually express their feelings than any kind of male. Like I, like we could probably get into it when we get into more of the research and the articles that we did. But like, for example, I know, for example, one of the articles talked about how a guy was trying to talk to his wife and um, basically expressed to him that, you know, he's trying to, you know, he's feeling kind of, you know, depressed and he's feeling very, you know, anxious and all that other stuff about, you know, a certain situation. And his wife essentially told him, did I marry a woman or did I marry a man? You know, it, it was like, whoa, like, okay.
1: You see, and I find it—I find it the—the the interesting, the dichotomy of all this is like, hey, we're gonna train you to go off and keep this country safe and fight a war, yeah. but we're not gonna do anything about it when you come home and you're fucked up and you become a goddamn statistic. Sorry yeah. for your luck. Thanks for your service. Sucks to suck there, Bucko. Deal yeah. with it. So. You know, but I I, I like how now also there's just, there's a lot more resources. Like there's a place up here, um, up where I live, um, the, um, oh crap, now I'm having a brain fart. Uh, Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe has that series on Facebook called Pay It Forward. Paying It Forward or whatnot. I forget the exact title of it. But one of the things that he did, he would go find like stories of stuff from the internet and people would nominate, you know, businesses or organizations or this, that, and the other, just to say, hey, you know, we're going to help out the best way we can. And one of them was actually here locally in uh, the Tampa Bay area where I reside. Pardon me. Um, I believe it's called a warrior's A warrior's place or something like that basically this lady's son was a paratrooper with 82nd airborne out of fort bragg he was killed in the war in afghanistan i believe um he was a casualty of the global war on terrorism so she just kind of has this place where it's got a bunch of cabins um people can just kind of stay there for a couple of days and just kind of like mellow out just kind of Find their center again or whatnot. Um, One of the things that they did was they got a a boat that was wheelchair accessible. So you have disabled veterans that can like wheel their wheelchairs onto this boat, go out in the bay, go fishing, just be out in the water, be in that calm, serene environment, just you know, all that kind of cool, you know, Woosah horse, you know, all that Woosah environment and whatnot. Um, Funny enough, they were actually in the news. I saw them uh, a while ago where they're actually probably going to be relocating a little bit further South because of the fact that the area around it is being, um, has some houses on it and the road going into that property is no longer a private road. It is now, um, the domain of the hill of Hillsborough County and whatnot. So it's an interesting article about that. Um, I think the lady said she was going to be moving somewhere down into like Palmetto or somewhere in that area, but um, that's nice. just you know one example of another good example. There is a, a special ops veteran by the by the name of Tom Spooner, who I believe was in Delta Force. Like you're talking about, you know, pipe and motherfucker, right? And he had suffered from a couple of I think he had a couple of TBIs and concussions and whatnot from being a breacher and all this other crazy, mm-hmm. you know, high speed horse horseshit type stuff. And, um, he has a thing out. I want to say it's in Texas and it's called a warrior's heart or warrior's heart. And basically you just go out there and it's like, they have help for guys that are like trying to get kicked off of, you know, drug and and substance addiction and this, that and the other, but you can just go out there and, you know, the, it kind of conjures up the image of people sitting around a campfire saying kumbaya, but, You know, that was the uninformed, sarcastic, you know, old school way of looking at it. Now you have guys actually sitting here talking about their struggles and just being like, dude, I was in a fucking bad place and I'm on a bad fucking path and I need help and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, and you got some of these guys, like you know, you have this guy, Tom Spooner, who, like, if you know his story, dude, like he is a legit badass, like legit badass. Like, he is the absolute just complete just stud of the, all studs and whatnot um and he's the one pushing for all this kind of stuff to happen which is pretty cool um if you're watching or listening there, okay there he is just about yeah. to go off for a minute
0: i don't know how i backed out but i backed out but yeah so you have
1: you have tom's you know you have a a special ops guy going you know we can do something about this absolutely let's like let's try to fix this kind of stuff you have all these other guys you know at least when you have when you have and i think that's another equal part of it too you have these guys that are you know the modern day equivalent of roman gods sitting here i mean just the peak you know of the the absolute pinnacle of you know physical um you know, capability and, you know, specimens of just being so physical and whatnot. And you have these guys saying, hey, um, I need help. I'm in a bad spot, like crap, like kind of deal. So, I mean, that's that's kind of helping to break that stigma right there. You know, you have these guys saying, hey, you know, I was once this guy and I struggled. Like, you know, let's not, let's say, let's you know, let's call it what it is it's a suck fest and let's try to uh, do something about this shit about it. So, so do you have anything you want to say to add to that there, dude?
0: Um, no, I think I th- honestly, I think you kind of covered that part kind of well, man. Yeah. Okay.
1: So another, another aspect of this that we wanted to talk about too. Um, if, if you see my, the the lighting in my side of the screen like going on and coming off and stuff it's my computer is all this shit and yeah it's not your computer it's not your tablet it's not your viewing device Difficult. shut up blah, 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 blah. yeah it's just I'm, I'm working with you know a fixed deck here so it is what it is but you know so we were talking i was talking to um our good buddy brian who has been um provided some content and some feedback many 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 times to the show of which we are eternally humbly thankful, Brian. You're awesome, dude. Appreciate you so much. Every time you can, you know, venture your stuff. Oh, there we go. War Daddy Withers up in the freaking chat room. All right.
0: All right. All right. All right. right, all right, right. All right, all right.
1: <laughs> but um what was this? Oh yeah. So looking at it so let's kind of change gears a little bit and look at this also from the yeah. military side of things you know and not just military so we, we kind of briefly touched on the military but there's also a couple of you know very different modes of operating when we talk about folks coming back from deployment. so active duty and alamo you know please feel free to correct me on anything that i say where i'm talking out of my ass here but it seems like on active duty when you come back, you're going to have, you know, you're going to get back into that routine of things like you were when you were in Garrison. You're going to have formations, accountability formations, you know, checking in three times a day, morning, midday before you go to lunch, you know, final formation during the day. You have counselings, you're going to have freaking, you know, hip pocket training, this, that, and the other. Does that sound about right?
0: A lot of it was cleaning weapons, cleaning equipment, just, you know. Trying to get back to normal. Trying to get back to normal, you know, settling in. Um, I know for a fact, when we got back, we, if I remember correctly, the first week we were back, I mean, we really didn't do much of anything. Yeah. We had our, you know, accountability meetings. We had our, you know, check-ins where, you know, we had to fucking, you know, have the guys kind of come out, make sure everybody's here. We still did PT, all that good stuff. But other than that, I mean, there really wasn't much to it.
1: The big thing, which is to keep you guys from going out there and getting
0: stupid. annihilated.
1: Yeah, stupid. Yeah. You got guys that go on deployments for 12, sometimes 15 months, and they come home and they're like, well, I can drink like I used to. No. Wrong. No. You are go preceded by a motherfucking no. Not going to work. I mean, your liver is a muscle, so you got to train it back up, you know.
0: It's one of the few muscles that can actually rebuild itself like, yep. and regrow. Mm-hmm. but uh
1: i have a buddy of mine who it got takes a it was, while a buddy of mine was involved in, in an accident in a in a warehouse where he got pinned between a wall and a forklift and it actually ruptured it ruptured his spleen it didn't puncture anything just the pressure from that ruptured his his uh liver and it actually just kind of healed and grew back together i was like no shit yeah I was like, yep, pretty cool they were never in the navy <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right there all right, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got you there, pal. Um, no, but so the interesting thing of that, so let's switch gears and look at a reserve component. So when I came home, um, we came home in July of 06. We had the whole brigade was invited to um, hear the governor. At the time, it was uh, Governor Jeb Bush, um, W's little brother. He was the, the governor. The governor of the Bush's um he was the governor. He was the governor at the time. What the hell was that? Was that
0: your child? It's possible.
1: Okay, you have a zoo going on over there with those two boys, man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of we bought a zoo, it's like we live in a zoo. <laughs> we live in the primate exhibit.
0: <laughs> you know the 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 birthday iteration where they say you look like a monkey and you act like one too. Yeah.
1: But anyway, so when you have like when we came home, so you, you go from, you know, you have the act to do side of things where you have accountability you keep keeping track. of Your guys make sure they're not being stupid. And that's a broad, all encompassing term, right? Yes, it is. National Guard. We came home. We had a nice little, you know, hooray for us. We came home. Everybody got a coin from the governor. Hurrah, hurrah. The, yeah, pretty much hooray for you. Bye, fun, good everybody else. And then we didn't go to drill for three months. That's 90 days where we have no military affiliation or obligation whatsoever. Unless, unless we got called up for a state of emergency, which did not happen. It's the middle of the year. um, Hurricane stuff. If you're a National Guard guy from Florida or a gal from Florida, you know what the fuck that's talking about. That's usually later in the year, kind of like in the late third to early fourth quarter of the year. But, yeah, so you have all these guys, you know, so they're reservists. They may not have insurance. They may not have access to the type of stuff they would have on um, active duty and whatnot. So you have all these people that are just kind of like, yeah. So you sit there, and that can lead to a lot of bad things like isolation. You get into your own head. You kind of just go down that bad path, and – you know that could be an increase in you know, some type of addictive substance or addictive personality or addictive behaviors or whatnot. Um, it, it can be a little bit scary. I, I know you called everybody withers, I appreciate that. I appreciate calling me and all that good. Shit. Um, <laughs> they don't make them like you much anymore, my dude. So, sure don't. um, but yeah, I mean. Th- it's and it's just it's kind of like thinking about it, like I never really knew I thought that was like for everybody. It's just like okay, yeah, you go home, you get time off. It's like no, big, 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 big difference. So, so we were through some very exhaustive processes. We were able to find some um, articles that kind of prove the point of what we're talking about with mental health one so I'm going to start off with one this is from a this is a website from american slash veterans slash stress so the contributor is a gentleman by the name of James white who is a retired uh, lieutenant from, out of the Navy he was a seal and now he is a uh, he has his MBA and he is also um, he's a physician's assistant I believe a PA and if that's the incorrect thing you know Tell me, make fun of me, call me stupid. Whatever. I get it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's some pretty damning information in the, in the wrong one. What happened? Here we go. So yeah. Um, it's just insane. So I'm gonna kind of just kind of jump around this article a little bit and talk about some of the stuff that we saw in here. So Uh, The United States is committed to a prolonged state of armed conflict, which was created, which has created a crisis for veterans. The crucial issue of mental health care for veterans is more important than ever before due to the considerable number of veterans returning from combat missions who have experienced episodes of PTSD or other mental health conditions. More than 1.5 million of the 5.5 million veterans seen in VA hospitals have had a mental health diagnosis in 2016. This represents a 31% increase since 2004. The changing nature of warfare increases the chance for injuries that affect mental health. Veterans also face significant challenges upon returning home. These are just a couple of reasons why PTS diagnoses are on the rise. The Potential negative effects of mental health issues such as suicide affect The more than 107,000 veterans who are homeless on any given night, 107,000 homeless veterans. I tell you what,
0: that's insane, man.
1: If that doesn't get your fucking blood boiling, it's just like, bro. Like Like,
0: where are these guys? Where's the help for these guys when they need it? I'm yeah, not trying I mean, to get
1: into the politics of the, you know, contemporary politics shit, but like, how the fuck are we not looking out for these people? These people gave the, of themselves, wrote a blank check that says up to and including the cost of my life for the country, and they're homeless. Like, Wrong fucking answer. Alarming numbers of veterans die by suicide each day, which makes a response to veteran mental health needs more urgent with each passing day. In their landmark study, Schobom and Kessler examined the common mental health disorders among army participants and whether the disorder developed prior to entering the army. Um, so they go down and they start to talk about a, a bunch of different stuff here. They have United States medical, they're doing some, um, they had some information they got from United States military entrance processing command, which is MEPS. Um, Whole bunch of different stuff. So we're gonna get down to like where they have some some uh, some cold hard facts that we can read here. So Warren stressed by the numbers. The military employs over one point three men, one point three million men and women, according to the RAND Corporation. There have been a total of one point four million combat deployment years, years to Iraq and Afghanistan from two thousand one. To 2018 this includes individuals with multiple deployments okay according to the u.s the united states war dogs association there were 1.6 million combat deployment years to veteran to Vietnam. Um, wow i can't read tonight uh combat deployment years to vietnam when the department of defense had 2.7 million active duty members so you have just as much okay but you had a hell of a lot more people all right. They didn't have, they had a lot more uh, manpower they could call on to go over and do that kind of stuff. Um, in their book, The Three Trillion Dollar War The True Cost of the Iraq Conflict, economist Joseph E. Stiglitz and Linda J. Bilms.
0: Stiglitz.
1: Oh, shut up. No. Uh, state gross estimates of treating veterans with PTSD will reach over $950 billion, with a B. Exceeding the total cost of the war, right? Just insane. Historically, and Stiglitz stated, historically, the cost of caring for war veterans rises for several decades, peaks 30 to 40 years or more after a conflict. This will be especially true for veterans of the current war who are already utilizing VA, VA medical services and applying for disability benefits at much higher rates than in previous wars. And that's, you know, and that's something fun. It's interesting that that's said because of the fact that I remember a, a gentleman who I met when I was working in retail who's a Vietnam vet. He goes, dude, he's like, you need to go and freaking get yourself hooked up with the VA. Get yourself in there. Don't wait until later on. Do it now when you're a young man so that way they have everything going. I've been to seven doctors in mental health. Yeah, I hear you, Withers. I hear you, man. We, we had talked about that previously, you and I. It's, it's, it's just fucking it's it's just mind numbing how how much how that's going on and stuff it's crazy so we're going to go into some statistics here so PTSD sufferers are at higher risk for heart disease, rheumatoid arthritis, bronchitis, asthma, liver, and peripheral arterial disease. Veterans are 200% more likely to be diagnosed with a disease within five years from returning from deployment. Cost of caring for war veterans peaks 30 to 40 years after conflict, but there are no provisions to cover these future obligations in current wars. Future medical and disability costs for Iraq and Afghanistan veterans will total between 600 billion and 1 trillion dollars. Oh. compensated costs include the loss of income from injured veterans and their family caregivers, and diminished quality of life. It's just insane. Okay, so yeah, as I know, we're getting into so this isn't exactly mental health. This is kind of some stuff that goes along with this.
0: Oh, absolutely, but,
1: dude. Yeah. So going down further statistics from the veterans affairs, uh, 20%. So among veterans experienced, this is, this is getting back to the homelessness part of it. (sighs) Among veterans experiencing homelessness who received healthcare services from the VA, 28% received a diagnosis of chronic medical conditions. Another twenty-eight percent received a diagnosis of depression. 13 had a percent had a diagnosis of ptsd 19 received a diagnosis of alcohol abuse 19 percent, 20 received a diagnosis of drug abuse and there's and it says note down here that there is not very good data currently available regarding the health services veterans receive outside of the va system well i mean it was just until recently a few years ago where that was even a fucking option where you could go to a yeah. local hospital and say hey the VA is gonna pay for this and reimburse me because otherwise you'd have to trek freaking sometimes two, three hour drives away. Because as you know, they're getting better about opening up some of the clinics. Like I know down in Riverview, they actually are open, they have a small VA clinic down there to kind of in that area because that area has had such a big population boom in the last 10 years that it just makes sense. You have all these people trying to get over to the freaking to James A. Haley, you know, over there in Tampa. It's like that's a that can be a hike sometimes. It can take you an hour to get from Riverview over there to Tampa by on the north end of USF. It's like holy shitballs, balls, man. It's like that's a lot. And half the time you're just like, you know, you know, there's been plenty of people. I'm sure I've had the thought where I'm just like, why do I need to fucking go? They're just gonna tell me shit I already know. You know, I understand I'm getting help, but like, what's the fucking point? Like, they're just I'm just gonna wait around. They're, I'm not a priority. I'm just another number, another blank face in the crowd. You know, it's just it's so damn disappointing. You know, like the VA is has the potential to do such good, and I'm not knocking the VA. They do, do, they do, they do a decent job. Okay, are they there for us? Yes. Could they do a lot better job? Hell, fuck yes, absolutely. They
0: do better than they used to. I'll yeah. say that.
1: And I think there's been a lot of high profile. Like I was telling somebody today, like there was a, there was a guy. I want to say he was a marine, colon, a retired Marine colonel who was outside of Pembroke Pines, which is a VA facility in St. Pete. And he just got to the point where just uh, being frustrated. And he went out there, parked in the parking lot. He had two big old file boxes of like just cram packed full of his medical records and stuff from the service from afterwards. I mean, you're talking some extensive shit. And he just felt like there was no way out. And he sat there and freaking he sat on top of those two boxes and put the barrel of a pistol in his mouth and pulled this trigger and killed himself. You know, like, and, and, and that's unfortunate. Like that's something that we're all uh, against, but in yeah. a way it's kind of having to, you're kind of forcing their hand of having to bring some attention to it. And yes, withers did bring up a good point. You know, yeah, do, the VA does a good job. It just depends on the the administration in office. Yeah, I would agree with that. To so I would agree know, with that as well. Most, for the most part, not to get into the polit- political side of things, but it's like certain times is better. Certain times it's like mm, it can be a lot to be desired. So, yeah. But anyway, back to the statistics in the cold hard facts. So. Information from the VA, the U.S. Interagency Council on Homelessness, the United States, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, and the Corporation for Supportive Housing shows that. Okay, so I'm going to warn you. This could be a little triggering. This could be a little bit it'll get you fucking blood pressure coming out of your neck. Just you know, got the juggler just kind of throbbing right there, at the base of your freaking your throat there. Over 968,000 veterans lived in poverty in the last year. 20,000 veterans with government-sponsored mortgages lost their homes in 2010. 76% of homeless veterans experience alcohol, drug, or mental health issues. 30.2% of veterans ages 18 to 24 are unemployed. That boggled my mind. I could not believe that you have all these young able-bodied people that are just not able to for whatever reason to go to whether they are not able to do it or they have you know some type of issue or diagnosis preventing them from doing so it's like these are like this is like the youth of america here they're just yeah. entering the workforce and serving the military and all this sort the of crazy stuff so the rest of this is like insane 89 so you know, there's there's probably folks out there that think, oh, these people are homeless, they're malcontents, you know, they had bad conduct discharges or dishonorable discharges. Not so fast. According to this same article, 89% of these veterans received an honorable discharge. 67% two thirds served three years or more. 47% are Vietnam veterans. 15 served before 15% served before Vietnam. Five and a half percent are Iraq and Afghanistan veterans. Okay.
0: You you, you know what boggles my mind about that, about that part though? Like what what I've, what I've noticed is that there's a lot of employers and I've seen it Just from the um, like contractors and things like that that I have come in at work, a lot of them tend to think that veterans are unstable. A lot of them tend to think that veterans are unable to work in the real world. And and basically, they make it very clear that they're scared of what a veteran could do if something triggers them.
1: I, I um, do agree with that one hundred percent. Like that's, that's that's horseshit because that's I, an agenda I, that Hollywood's pushing. Yeah. people see it in movies, and I am not saying they're doing it maliciously or on purpose, but at the same time, it, it fits a narrative. You have a movie, like for instance, one of the one of the great eighties movies, Rambo. You have a guy, you have John Rambo, who is a hero to this country. He gets lost, he gets disillusioned from everything he went through over there, and yep. all of a sudden, he's a drifter, he's a malcontent, and yeah, that's a cool story. But what's worse is the fact that there's, there's fucking truth in that. And he gets treated different because he's just, yeah. you know, just a product of what happened over there and all that shit. And it's just like, does it happen? Unfortunately, yeah. Stereotypes exist from somewhere. Some, um, you know, they Some come from a certain place. What's that?
0: Some more extreme than others.
1: Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Um, but yeah, I mean, they come from a place of, you know, somebody yeah, wither says
0: that he's lost promotions because of it.
1: Mm-hmm. But you're absolutely right, though. I mean, people just think, oh, you know, going back. So let's think back, you know, going back to when we did our first um, VIP panel with uh, Mr. Lee. Shout mm-hmm. out to Brent Lee for for doing the first one. Thanks again, pal. We, we love you, buddy. Um, you know, he even brought up that point. He was like, you know, you gotta, you gotta be a little bit creative. You gotta think outside the box when you're doing your resumes and stuff, you know? Yeah. It's cool because like, I remember somebody telling me a story and it's like, yeah, you go and you fill out your resume. You got all this cool high speed shit that you got from the army You were, you know, scout platoon and scout reconnaissance, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to walk up to the customer. You're going to smile. You're going to, Hey, say, Hey, do you want paper or plastic? And then you bag all their shit and put it in the cart. Questions. Out standing. And it's like you do all that cool stuff and it doesn't translate over, especially for guys in combat yeah. art. I mean, unless you get smart and you know can really find good ways to, you know, use that talent, you know. And it might not just be freaking hitting pipe and you know pulling triggers and all that kind of bullshit. But I mean you know, going back to all this, this is a reason why, like, look at all the guys, you know, that came, that went over there to to Vietnam to fight an unpopular war, and then they came back, and everybody's spitting on them and calling them baby killers and saying, don't wear uniforms home. So like, yeah, that would kind of fuck with my mental health a little bit, you know? Absolutely. Especially guys that you just couldn't handle that, and they end up homeless, or, you know, one of the things that uh, Brian was talking about a while back with we were kind of shooting the breeze and whatnot. He, um, he used to do outreach and go and actually go out into the field and got in into the, into the uh, general populace into the community and find and try to get these guys help that needed help that were living like in their cars or out in the freaking, you know, in the, the woods and in like the freaking wild scrubby areas of, I don't mean scrubby as in like bad people I'm talking about like you know just like living in like the weeds and the thickets out there and just all that kind of crazy shit so but I mean I don't really need to say much elf I'm going to read this last part on the suicide I'm going to hand it over to Alamo he can going to add some stuff here so it says veterans are 1. 1.5 times one and a half times more likely to commit suicide than people who have never served in the military According to the National Suicide Data Report from 2005 to 2016, suicide rates among veterans aged 18 to 34 have been swelling steadily for more than 10 years, jumping 10% from 2015 to 2016 alone. It jumped 10% in one calendar year. Holy fuck, people. Like, we got to do something about this. The same report also states that the rate for these young veterans increased to 45 suicide deaths per 100,000 populations in 2016, up from 40.4 in 2015, even as the overall veteran suicide rate decreased slightly. Lastly, it says over 30% of veterans are enrolled in VA care, and there are reports that find disparities in that care given okay like hell they had they had that art um if you um are familiar with a guy named angry cops who has a channel um he does a lot of um satire does a lot of um just really like funny sarcasm witty type shit but he was talking about a guy who is a veteran in the canadian military and he went to the canadian uh va equivalent i don't know if it's called va um but they were just like, he's like, I need help. And they said, why don't you just go for maid? It's like, um, what's maid? And it's like um, mutual aid in dying, pretty much. And they told him, yeah, why don't you just go put a bullet in your mouth? It's like, how, how in the fuck can you go and serve the queen or the king? Queen, the king now. But like, how can you go and serve the crown? And just get turned around and get told, yeah, you should just fucking just off yourself. It's like, no wonder our mental health is in the shitter. I mean, especially nowadays when yeah. it's just like you know, the military is not the same thing it was. It's it's very different, and that happens. Not I mean, the least, it's it's um, yeah. So Withers was saying in the in the um, in the the, the the chat room. Mm-hmm. comments comment section he's like he was saying he remembers his dad couldn't go into town with his uniform on and people were calling him murder and this was 1973 1973 but, yeah yeah and saigon fell in 1972 this was right after the war so
0: exactly yeah
1: yeah <clears throat> but anyway i mean what do you what do you want to add i know i've been kind of hogging the mic the, the mic here buddy but what do you want to what do you want to say about all this
0: no i was uh honestly i was gonna i was i'm looking at the va uh, the va statistics according to florida according just to florida state and like if you look at the staggering numbers on here man and, and and talking about the situations where you talk about how guys essentially get told oh yeah well you know you should go and kill yourself and blah 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 and you know that's just that's just plain messed up, dude. And I mean,
1: geez, I, I don't mean to cut you off again, dude, but like no, looking, there's looking on. It's the first page of the Florida veteran suicide data sheet at the very yeah. bottom. It has two sections side by side. Right. Yeah. So it says it says Florida veteran suicide rate and it says a Florida suicide rate. So it's the third and fourth. It's the two uh, sections that are highlighted in red. From yeah. the right hand side. So overall, Florida suicide rate is 18.7. Among the veteran suicide rate is 34%. 34. Eight, eight, uh, ages 18 to 34, non veteran is 14 and a half. Veteran is 43%. 35 yeah. to 54, non 9. veteran is 19.9. Veteran is 35.4. 55 to age 55 to 74. Non-veteran is twenty point one, and then the veteran rate is thirty point five. Seventy-five and up for non-veterans is twenty-one point eight percent, and then for the veterans it's thirty-five. It's staggeringly higher. Yeah, it's it's it's, absolutely insane.
0: And the thing, and that's where it's very it's very important that we have to cover this because that that right there that is a travesty in itself. What are we doing that is not allowing guys to talk about what is going on with them? Now, now, don't get me wrong. There are times when a guy, as, as a man, there's times when you should, you know, talk about your problems and there's a time and a place and people you should talk about it with. But what is going on that is stopping just men in 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 the veteran community, just men in general, from being able to talk about the pro. The simple little gestures that would help, you know. It. I'm sorry, but if you think about the vet, like, if you look at it's the, it's a, a crock of horse the, shit. If you look at the 2016 rating that they have here, like. As a matter of fact, uh, what what you call it? I'm going to go ahead and share it real quick.
1: Yeah, man, go for it.
0: If you look at the 2016 rating that they have, right? Right here. If you notice that number right at the top, right here, 2016 there were 506 can you, can,
1: you, can you go ahead and like right there in the middle of the of the gray bar can you zoom that in a little bit to like maybe yeah. 125 or so yeah perfect and then scroll over so they can see it if
0: 506 at home. compared to 24 female suicides in 2016 that's 2016 that's and if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, that's not that long ago. Five hundred and six compared to twenty four. Yeah. That is. I hate. I, I really, That's. It's unacceptable, man. It's absolutely unacceptable. And they're it, wondering, it is, and,
1: to, and to kind of tie it into like current events and stuff, it's like they're wondering why they're having such a hard time meeting recruiting numbers. It's like. Well, no shit. You're going to go in there and do a thankless job, get shit on for it, and expect you to be like, mmm, Frosted Flakes. And it doesn't fucking work like that, you know? It goes back to the whole false motivation is better no motivation. Bullshit. Like, if you're not motivated, if you're fucking sucking wind or sucking emotionally, Yeah, fucking say something so either I can help you or I can get somebody to help you and I can maybe just kind of unass here withers
0: says that not to cause shit the nation care more but the nation cares more about doctors and nurses than they do about veterans I get it from my news my niece who is a nurse telling me that she is more standing than me end quote yeah that's
1: I mean listen and again, I'm you know, sorry, we're not we're not trying to not... we're not trying to marginalize anybody. We're not trying to, no. you know, we're not trying to stigmatize anybody, we're not trying to hey, you got frosty. <laughs> <laughs> we're not trying to, you know, single anybody out. We're not trying to point fingers here, but there's just a lot to be said. It's like, you know, you go like okay, so let's let's kind of back up a little bit. Let's let's yeah. kind of go back down memory lane. Two thousand and three. You go off to, you know, I joined the army, I go to basic training, and it was a big, 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 big deal, right? Um, especially during a time of war, you know, doing your part. It was our generation's Pearl Harbor, right? Everybody knows that. And you, you get trained to go off and fight the war and this, that, and the other. And then, you know, it just seems like it, it went on so long to the point where people just kind of stopped giving a fuck. And they're just yeah. like, uh,. tired of hearing about this you know it's like this and that and the other and it's just like it's just it's how it's like a whole paradigm shift like everybody just went like you know how freaking right after 9-11 right after 9-11 everybody was you know singing songs like Courtesy the Red White and Blue and American Soldier by Toby Keith and all these other many artists and whatnot and just like you know patriotism is at all time high. And it just got to the point where everybody's just like, it wore it drug on. Nobody's watching the news anymore, the set and the other. And it's yeah. just like, you go over there and you start off and like, imagine being in for 20 years during that time frame. Like you go in right after nine 11, like, dude, if I had stayed in, I could be retiring this year at 20 years. It's like, yeah, you know, it wasn't in the cards for me. Hey, I'm not trying to, you know, give anybody a blast of shit or anything. That was my choice and my choice alone. And you know, it just, I am who I am because of where I'm at right now, and that's you know, it is what it is, you know. So, but it's just amazing what kind of emotional. Think about that. You have the emotional roller coaster of being in from 2001 or 2003 when I joined, and then like so, I joined in March. So March 11th of this year was when I enlisted. March 12th, excuse me. March 12th is when I enlisted 20 years ago. So it's just like. It's a long time, but just to go through the emotional ups and downs of all that, you know, going from we're going over there, we're taking out evil, you know, we're taking out these people that are just fucking awful, and then it goes down to the way if things closed out in Afghanistan and the way things just kind of died off, and it was just, yeah, like it's kind of no wonder that we, there's a fucking stigma of mental health because like it, everything just changed. We get told one thing, it changes with the next administration with the next freaking bean counting political minded putzes that are up there on Capitol Hill or whatnot. And again, I'm not trying to single anybody out. I'm not trying to take party sides here. I'm just saying in general. All right. And then
0: we're told we're weak and all this other shit when we do want to, when we want to express ourselves or that we're stupid or that essentially.
1: Didn't somebody call us deplorables at one point? Oh, somebody
0: did call us deplorables at one point. Yeah, I'm pretty sure
1: just like oh funny mm. you know first want to cry you know when the when the when the wolf's at the door when the bad guys at the door and at the gates and stuff and then after that I'm like okay, hey, we don't need you more
0: yeah exactly okay.
1: i don't know man like this is it's rough think, man
0: it's rough. It it's hard it's hard to not get pissed off reading this shit
1: yeah absolutely you know and There's just, there's so many things going to like, this could be a conversation that we could have for a month. We could have like four shows on this and it's just like, there's a lot to cover and yeah, it's, it's just insane, you know? So there's another article here that said PTSD and veteran statistics. Um, Actually, let me go back. So there's an article on here. It was from a a website called singlecare.com and it was, This was an article that was put out January 20th of this year from this website. Now this one's kind of more generalized talking about PTSD and different things. So it has a section in this article called PTSD and veterans. It says here that an estimated 354 million adult war survivors globally have PTSD and or major depression. In one study of 1,938 veterans, a PTSD prevalence of about 14% was present in veterans who served in Iraq, according to the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs. In reports, a 10% prevalence of PTSD has been extrapolated for, for, for all Gulf War veterans, and that was from the American Journal of Epidemiology from 2003. And then from the American Psychological Association in 1990, about 30% of Vietnam veterans have had PTSD in their lifetime. So... Yeah, I mean, it's like, well, well, no kidding. We're going over and doing all this stuff that nobody else wants to do. And then it's like, you know, I, I'd be a little bit pissed off, too, if I felt like I was like used, bu- used, abused, mentally used, mentally abused, and then just thrown in the refuse can and shit. It's like, yeah, it's just an absolute crock of shit, you know. So and that's that's why it's important to change the narrative on that. I'm sorry. -hmm. sorry. Oh, Withers actually Rudyard Kipling. It's uh, God, the soldier we adore in time of danger, not before. When danger gone, all things righted. God, forgotten soldier, slighted. Hmm. So, uh, do we want to go over the New York State brief real quick? The Behavioral Risk Factor Surveillance System. That sounds a little bit long-winded.
0: Yeah, a little bit.
1: So, but there's like. I was a kind of impressed. This was a seven-page document. It goes into a lot of... Lot a of
0: lot.
1: Yeah, a lot of shit. Percentage of veterans in New York State by demographic identifiers. It's like, eesh. I don't even know how to read half this shit. It's <laughs> just... I'm just like, yeah. like, but it goes into some stuff like educational attainment. It goes into...
0: By ethnicity, all that shit, age groups, employment
1: status, like they really break down. They go through a wide swath of like you know characterizing, categorizing, the uh, characterizing. I can't talk. Um, Disability status. They go through uh, like current smoker, uh, binge or heavy drinking, sugar sweet beverage consumption one plus times a day. Like after I get off the show, I'll probably go to the gas station get a drink. So,
0: yeah, go get, some, <laughs> uh, go get
1: a soda pop or something. But they have uh, some interesting stuff here about healthcare access, access indicators, avoided medical care due to cost, has a healthcare provider, has healthcare coverage, has a routine health checkup in the past year. Um, self-assessed health and depression. Like they really freaking just. Whew. Yeah really broke this stuff down so all the stuff's available online this is the 2021-2022 brfss veterans health report this is the behavioral risk factor surveillance system Uh, according to this says it's an annual telephone survey of adults developed by the center the cdc and conducted in all 50 states the district of columbia and several u.s territories The New York BRFSS is administered by New York State Department of Health to provide statewide and regional information on behaviors, risk factors, and use of preventative health services related to the leading causes of chronic and infectious diseases, disability, injury, and death. So. Yeah, it says estimated nine hundred sixty nine thousand adults, or six point one percent of New York's adult population, are veterans. That's actually pretty high. It seems like, like a yeah, million plus people, almost a million people. So, well,
0: I mean, you gotta, I mean, you gotta accept one thing: New York was probably the hardest hit out of these, out of the, out of the nine eleven tar- terrorist attacks.
1: Oh, of course. I mean, yeah.
0: So a lot of New Yorkers were.
1: But not just that, I mean, think about, the folks, that? think about the folks that have freaking, you know, PTSD and all that kind of crazy stuff from the attacks themselves. The like, attacks you know, I have a friend yeah. of mine, friend of mine's like, dude, he's his like, he who's telling his mom, he's like, she doesn't go down past a certain street. She's like, I ain't been down past 15th Street since that a long day. Long time. A long fucking time. So, but anyway, I mean like I was saying with all these different articles and the research is out there, folks, you know, not to get into political, you know, the weeds here, but like do yourself a favor, go out there and just try to do a thorough job of like, that's why we took a week off from doing this show because we wanted yeah. to make sure that we had the right kind of statistics here and facts and stuff. And all this stuff can be looked up. It can all be yeah. accessed on the internet and whatnot. So like go out and find it. Um, you know, there cause Anything you get handed to you is just going to be like, you know, it's somebody's going to have a swerve to it or some kind of slant. Yep. And this and that, and the other. So, like, yeah.
0: Use the analytics. Oh shit! Data. I didn't
1: even see this. What was so that? the se- the second page of that Florida veteran suicide data sheet, mm-hmm. they actually break down the the types of suicides and stuff by method for twenty sixteen wow like i don't really think that's going to matter much because that's just going to be fuel to the fire for some folks out there absolutely you can go out and look i mean it's it's pretty damning evidence too i mean there's a lot of stuff out there it's just like yeah so i mean you can look it up but it's it's pretty it's pretty damning information out there so
0: yeah so there was another article I found. Um, it was in Psychology Today, and it was basically, um,
1: was that one of the hyperlinks that you found?
0: Uh, one of a couple, actually. It's, I think, it's actually done by the same guy. It's uh, Rob White, uh, Rob White, uh, Whitley, Rob Whitley, P, and he's actually a PhD. Um, One of the, his first article was why so many men resist talking about their mental health. I did Um, see
1: that one. Yeah. I didn't read that one all the way through,
0: but I did peruse over it a little bit, but go ahead, please. And basically, you know, he kind of, he kind of breaks it down into a couple of different factors one of it was uh one of them was you know who was listening essentially and it says there's an assumption that there is a reservoir of competent and helpful people willing and able to me- empathetically listen to men with mental health is real, uh, with real and, yeah real ahead.
1: quick is it the one that you have that's highlighted right there psychology today it's about halfway down that first page
0: probably yeah
1: how to talk to a man about his mental health
0: yep Okay. There's that one. And then why so many uh, men uh, refuse the second the one, why so many yeah.
1: men are resisting. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, health issues. However, the scientific evidence indicates that that is not necessarily the case. In me- in my own research studies, I have, I have uh, regularly heard men state that they have tried to talk about their mental health, but have been shut down. Are you guys listening to that? Shut down. He even goes in. He even goes down to list list a couple of examples. It says, a divorced middle aged gentleman told me that he phoned his only sibling during an incipient uh, during an incipient mental health crisis, but was asked to call back in a few hours as the sibling was watching a movie. When he called back, the call went to voicemail.
1: An Jesus immigrant
0: Christ. father was struggling with mental health issues that affected his ability to work and provide for his family. When he tried to discuss it with uh, the issues with his wife, ah this is the one I was telling you about. She would scold him by stating, "Are you a husband? Are you a man?" Another example was a male student noted that he has that he has tried to talk about his mental health issues with various peers but found that they quickly zoned out. And reached for their cell phones, he gained a reputation as a whiner and lost his friends as a consequence.
1: See, the fucking phones are evil, man. Like straight up, and I'm guilty of that shit myself. Like, yeah, they're just human it's, connection is just such a fucking paramount part of our society, and we are vastly fucking yeah. that up and missing it. Yeah, like absolutely, put your absolutely. goddamn phones down, people. Fucking talk to somebody. Listen to somebody that needs to talk. Like, and this is why this is why the fourth tenet of the bros code is what it is. You know, seek
0: out help in a time of need.
1: But what's most importantly, if somebody comes to you for help, be the bigger fucking person and like help them out. Seriously. It's like, Jesus Christ, I can't oh, yeah. Okay. You keep reading, man. Um, Listen, weather's I can't spell either. It's all good, man. We need to try to say it. <laughs>
0: Um, basically it goes into, he even goes into workplace issues. It says of, uh, instead of talking to people on their social network, men with mental health issues also have the option to seek out and consult trained therapists and, you know, all that good stuff. However, there are many unacknowledged and oft ignored barriers to such action, often, uh, revolving around employment, uh, of note Men still remain the primary breadwinner in a typical family, family, and their income is essential essential for food, shelter, and quality of life. This means men tend to work longer hours than women and are constantly striving to impress their employer with a view view to pay raises, promotions, and job security. As such, many men are averse to taking time off for health reasons to avoid perceptions that they are unreliable employees. This is especially true if the employee wishes to take time off to see mental health professionals. Some research indicates that certain employers equate mental health illness and malingering hypochondria and laziness. Uh, Moreover, when uh, men with mental health issues may be stereotyped as dangerous. Are you hearing this? Is anybody getting this so far? unpredictable and a threat to workplace morale in male dominated workplaces that put a premium on safety issues such as police military transport and oil and gas now i've heard of and please understand folks when i say these things I, I I tend to believe that the fairer sex is probably just as capable of violence in certain ways, and probably sometimes just as capable as being dangerous as men to a certain degree. Um, case in point, Casey Anthony. Uh, case in point, uh, actually, let me not go too far into that because I don't want to be de- I don't I don't want us to be shadow banned, but I, you get my point. It it's 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 a bit ridiculous the fact that if if we're so it's kind of it's kind of a double standard if we talk about our problems we're looked at in a way that makes us be or, or makes us look in some way shape or form weak weak puny puny dangerous as The article clearly states, and in danger, like and not only just dangerous, but a danger to society.
1: Inferior,
0: inferior. I can understand. I can understand. You know, kind of. I, I, I just, I don't understand how. You know, trying to talk about your problems and then when you seek help for your problems you're looked at worse than before you were asked to seek, seek out help for your problems let me I interject let me, i can't comprehend that
1: let me interject real quick look at all the, the some of the greatest leaders and inspirational people of time gandhi you have all these people that were sitting here they had a problem and they you know kept getting told oh don't worry about it don't worry about it. They fucking did something did something about it. They freaking yeah. freed the oppressed. They, you know, helped solve problems with you know equality and, and pay issues and all this set. What if they listened to all that shit and just was like, yeah, maybe he's right. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. You know. So why is it any different? One person does it, and it's okay. A, 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 a subculture of society gets told, hey, eh don't worry about that shit. You know, just keep going to work and bust hustle and bustle and bust your ass for 30, 40 years. And, you know, live out yourself, live out your time with your family. Cause you're, you know, fucking broken in so many places from busting your ass for somebody that would replace you in a heartbeat. If you were to die while working for them, it's just like, there's so many things that go down this fucking, this path.
0: Yeah. yeah no.
1: Yeah there are so many things that just go down this path of of the mental health stigma. It's like, there's so many things you have, you know, you know, you know, pseudo social norms of the modern society that we live in with social media. And like, that's all. Which I mean,
0: honestly, if you look at society as a whole right now to listen to anything they have to say about what a man should be, uh, kiss my ass.
1: I love, sorry. I love, And, again, not trying in the political thing, but I love the whole thing where it said how it had a picture of, like, how guys dressed in, like, the 1920s. Guy was wearing a suit, had on an overcoat fedora, had on nice shoes. And nowadays you have, like, two guys, like, the fucking island boys. Like, what is with those dingbats?
0: Harry Styles.
1: What about Harry Styles?
0: Look up pictures. You'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. Hold on. But uh, yeah, on on what he was saying, you know, it, it's, it's just. Ch- <laughs> Ch- Withers, <laughs> he said, yep. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I, I don't understand, you know. I, I really don't. I don't understand the standards nowadays for like, you know. People want men to be, you know, less aggressive, less this, less that, the other, whatever. Dude, okay. You know, I, so I just,
1: to, to quote your buddy, to quote mm-hmm. Jocko, mm-hmm. it's like you know. And there's there's a there's a great uh, veteran that I, I kind of follow from time to time, Nick Kumalatsos, who is a guy that he wrote a book called Excommunicated Warrior. And it talks, yeah. and it, it's the seven stages of separation from the military. And he talks about like, you know, yeah, guys should be out there. They should be wars. Like, you know, you have these, you should be the, be able, you should be able to be the protector of your family in this and this, that, and the other, like, what right. be a fucking psychopath. You know, when it comes to the safety and well being, and I mean, psychopath, I don't mean that like literally like having some type of mental deficiency or diagnosis of mental deficiency, but you should be able to go out there and just, you know, again, they want you to be aggressive. They want you to be fucking, yeah. you know, cutthroat. And they want you oh, to be out there and just be able to, to fucking stack bodies when there's shit going down. The way
0: that I've heard it is you must be a peaceful man that is capable of great violence when necessary. Yes,
1: yes I've seen that. Um, am I seeing this right? And that he's wearing, like, you would probably say, effeminate looking clothes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's whatever. I mean, we live in 2023. So, I mean, it comes with the territory, I guess. But, you know, it's yeah. not for me. I'm not trying to judge, but I'm just like, eh, okay.
0: We yeah. Out of
1: that tab. So.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I just, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't get it. You know, it. it we have a serious problem in this country when, you know, essentially they. I, I, I think in large part, what we're trying to get at is, we as men, many of us, are you know, specifically, you know, like younger generations of men and things like that. We're confused. We don't know what society wants from us because society says they want us to act one way, right? We get responses from one demographic. I'm trying to play the words as neutral as possible. So, you know, our episode does get uploaded tomorrow. Uh, you know, from certain demographics, we get, you know, signals and all types of stuff that, you know, s- acting a certain way, you know, is a way for the, for us to be attractive and all these other things. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's not acceptable. But then if we have problems and, oh, I want to talk to you, I want to talk to you. And then all of a sudden you want to you know, a man tries to talk. You don't give a damn.
1: So I think another part of that too that we've kind of you know danced around as well. There's a bunch of different ways that you can find this image in on online and whatnot, and it's basically it's the um, it's the uh, the loop it says hard times create strong men, yeah. strong men create good times good times create weak men weak men create hard times right and there's one of those like there's a bunch like different ones here um like it, it's it just kind of it's like yeah like you know what if we're just in that like we were we had I, hard times. like We were in hard times. We made strong men. We had a bunch of fucking pipe hitters and warriors that went out there and defended our country for you know, the last 20 years. And we kind of had some good times in that. Now we're kind of, I don't know, in between. I'm
0: willing hard to hard bet. Times. Yeah, I'm willing to bet we are in that loop right now. Yeah. Um, the next article that we got, again, same same doctor, uh, Robert Whitley from Psychology Today, uh, was how to talk to a man about his mental health, and he kind of he actually breaks it down fairly simply. Um, he doesn't go into great detail, but he gives just enough.
1: I will 80%. tell you, I this guy, I mean, he obviously knows what he's doing. He's got a PhD, but like, I would be willing to check out this book that he has. He recently released a book called Men's Men's Issues and Men's Mental Health. Yeah. and it was uh printed back it was published back in 2021 i would be willing to check that out maybe yeah, we could I revisit this down the road dude hell yeah it might be like to some some for that book club that we talked about
0: potentially. damn right
1: <laughs> oh, spoiler um, alert
0: um uh, <laughs> yeah exactly um he kind of he kind of he kind of breaks down like hey like you know there's reasons why men don't actually freaking talk about it and he says you know number one essentially we wonder if anybody's going to listen You know, is anybody going to actually, you know, give us the time of day to actually listen to what we have to say? And unfortunately, as we can tell from a lot of the things that we're seeing here, it's not happening. Number two, discomfort with burdening other people. We don't want to be a burden. We don't want to, you know, weigh people down with our problems.
1: Yeah, that's true. Society does not care about men's mental health. We are considered yeah. toxic. Yeah. Some truth to that. No, but like, listen, I've I've fallen I've been guilty of that too. There's been times where I've needed to freaking reach out to somebody and I've just been like, you know, like they got such good stuff going on. I don't want to be the Debbie Downer. You know, so like that there's some real stuff to that. I mean Yeah.
0: That's and and and, and I, I you're not the only one. I've felt I've been there and if you know and if at two two of us have been there more of us have been there as well you know and then number 3 very obviously you know the fear of stigma judgment rejection ridicule you know
1: it's a very th- powerfully motivating thing my dude
0: yeah all three of those things like you know it's it it, it can be an issue you know what i mean you know it, it just and it's hard, man. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And I, I can I can agree with every single one of those. And it's and he uh, kind of goes into it and he says, uh, "There's that that basically there's measures we can we can take to actually you know get especially amongst other guys like, I mean shit. Don't let your buddies freaking especially your battle buddies don't let them freaking you know go at this alone. We're not we're we're social animals, man. We're not to do anything alone." You know, he says, uh, choose a shared activity. You know, and, and much think about the,
1: that too. What you just said, you know, sorry, to interrupt again, but like, no, you did. This, this just came, this just came to me. You just said the most important thing. We are social creatures. We are not designed to go things alone. What is the basic unit of freaking? What is the basic collective unit of people in the military? Battle buddy, battle buddy team. You are yeah, not doing right. things alone. You have one other person there. If anything just to keep you have somebody like i go back to that scene in forrest gump when like him and Bubba are sitting there it's like you lean up against me i'm gonna lean up against you this way we have to sit with our heads in the mood you know it's like yeah it's it's basic stuff you know but like there's a reason they do that kind of shit. now
0: continue um, please no he says uh basically choose a shared activity especially especially among guys this is probably something that is probably the most beneficial. It's the best It's the best way to get each other to open up. And he says, uh, basically, you know, much of the research, uh, liter- or excuse me, much of the research literature indicates the importance of an angular approach rather than a direct approach when trying to facilitate conversations with men about their mental health. In other words, sitting face-to-face and directly asking, are you having mental health issues is not always the best approach. Duh. Because, you know, from the onset, we as guys, we tend to be, you know, a little bit standoffish about talking about such things. He says, Are you in pain?
1: No. What's
0: wrong? No. Nothing. You okay? Yeah. Fine. Exactly. He goes <laughs> on to We're say, We're real good
1: at them one or two word answers. Like, yeah. <laughs> Can you stop being a stubborn pain in the ass? What's he goes, <laughs>
0: He goes on to say, instead, of, instead, instead a growing corpus of research shows that men are more likely to talk about their mental health, mental health while conducting a shared activity where the explicit purpose has nothing to do with mental health. This health by stealth approach may, uh, may be especially helpful in the chosen activity has, uh, has some personal, uh, personal meaning and may be associated with introspection and contemplation. My own research reveals several surprising shared activities that can facilitate mental health talk in struggling men, including fishing, exploring urban heritage sites, e.g., churches, museums, or galleries; a walk in the woods; or a long drive through farmland
1: or Bro, let me, okay.
0: natural wilderness. Fucking Get crazy. your ass outside and there do something.
1: There have been plenty of do times. Do
0: man shit.
1: There, is, there have been plenty of times where Brian and I have got, went for, took his Jeep, and we went out into the woods, whether yeah. it's, you know, the State Forest up in, with the Coochie or Croom or something like that. We just got out there, dude, and it's like, I just come back feeling just like, <sighs> yeah, that was yeah. so right on, man. Like, I'm not trying to say I was a hippie or I went out there and smoked a reefer or nothing, but like, yeah, you just man. come back. Yeah. Like, that's, that's honestly, like, you know, Side star sidebar here, but like Brian and I, you know, we get together and we talk about like jeeps and if money was no object. I just want to get a jeep to go drive through the fucking woods and just smell some trees. Fucking go out there, just get away from traffic for a while. You know, you never know what's gonna happen. It's just amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, absolutely. Get out and do you know, get out there and do some basic dude stuff. Basic dude stuff. If you don't know who we're talking about, there's a guy named Pat McNamara who has yeah. um, <laughs> firearms. He's, he's on uh, YouTube and he does some other stuff. He's got a podcast he does and some other shit. But good guy. He was a Delta Force Sergeant Major, but he gets out there. You got uh, that's that's another thing too. Like you have this guy and you have these guys that you know you think okay, badass trigger pullers, pipe hitters, like <laughs> body stackers, all this crazy shit. He gets out there and he sketches wildlife and does like. Like he's a bird watcher. He's an avian enthusiast. Yep. And like he does like some really beautiful pencil sketches of like birds and stuff. This
0: is all encompassing. Basic dude stuff. <laughs>
1: and his and his like little <laughs> shorts that he puts out are just fucking great. But he he has so many hobbies and stuff just keep him busy, you know. Yeah. And like just simple things like yeah, like reading a map, like how to read a goddamn map, like duh. Yeah. You know, but. Mm-hmm. Little things like that, man, like straight up, just freaking keeping, keeping your head on, keeping, you know, things on the level. So
0: damn right. So um, he goes on to continue and say, basically, you know, there's a shoulder, shoulder, to shoulder approach. Um, where he says, a key ingredient of all the above described activities is that they occur shoulder-to-shoulder rather than face-to-face. This has has been identified in the research literature as a critical factor in facilitating the discussion of mental health among struggling men. Indeed, many men report discomfort in the traditional face-to-face clinical encounter, with one man telling me that they feel fake and more like a job interview than a remedy. Instead, shoulder to shoulder activities are instinctively enjoyed by many and the primary or excuse me, and the primacy of the shared activity means that a man will not feel he is a burden. If the talk turns into turns to mental health. Uh, Interestingly, such activities. Uh, have been uh, have been identified as a critical ingredient in in, in innovative new men's mental, uh, mental health programs such as men's sheds, a kind of youth club for older men. The motto of which contains much wisdom. Uh, men don't talk face to face. they talk shoulder to um, shoulder. Also he says use non-clinical language. What does that mean? Me men, no use big words. Um, much research indicates the importance <laughs> of you. <laughs> Me, oh. much research indicates Jesus the importance of using male-friendly language. In other words, we stupid. Um, yeah, <laughs> and concepts when trying We're to guys. We're dumb as fuck. Mm-hmm. If, when trying to facilitate discussions about men's mental health in general, uh, this means avoiding the language of official psych- uh, psych- uh, psychiatry. Psych- psychiatry, dear God, I can't talk. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> me, me, men, we small words. We speak worth such such language is alien to many men uh, who will also fear public stigmatization and rejection if they are given psychiatric labels. Instead, some exciting new research indicates that reframing where have we heard that before uh, therapy and mental health interventions as programs, courses, workshops of mental fitness, mental training or mental coaching, makes such therapy and interventions much more attractive to many men. What this means in practice is that using this positive terminology may be more fruitful when initiating a conversation about mental health with a man. For example, instead of saying, I think you're clinically depressed, you need to see a psychiatrist, it may be better to say there are some great programs nearby that can sharpen your mental resilience.
1: Okay, so let us thats that's all fine and dandy on paper, but let's... Let's talk about, okay. Let's let's kind of spin that just a little bit further into reality.
0: Yeah. I hey, do man, get what I he's think, going through. I think now.
1: you're depressed. Hey, man, you want to go fishing? Hey, man, let's go shooting. All right.
0: Yeah. Let's do we'll it. it.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, look at what happened with Chris Kyle. Chris Kyle was taking other vets out just to get him shooting, have him do something familiar and, yeah. you know, trying to get them back into something that was familiar to them that they might be good at. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, the one guy ended up, you know, taking him out and stuff but like he and then was he and shot
0: himself right there too didn't he th- or did the did he get did he get arrested i'm
1: thinking of the i'm thinking of the guy that went after that shot marcus detrell's dogs he's the one that like took like marcus detrell took out um shot his dog and they chased him to like four damn counties but i think that guy ended up the guy that took out um chris kyle that shot him i think he ended up committing suicide right there afterwards but yeah. um but yeah, I mean, look at that. He's taking something he knows that is familiar and he's using it as therapy. Therapy can come in very, in just various forms. And it, it, there's pew no therapy. Pew, yeah. Pew, 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 pew therapy. Absolutely. There's that. I mean, breaking down my guns and cleaning them. Like that's mm. therapy. And that's like very like cathartic. You just there, have all the parts broken down, yep. you do your functions checks and all that kind of stuff. There's that. Um, yard work like yard work to me is therapy yeah some headphones put on my earmuffs Mm -hmm. over words i don't hear anything outside of that just yeah grass like stuff like that man like what's been therapy for me recently i just took a a, i took a branch down off the the tree one of the trees in my front yard because it was hanging really bad like you could kind of tell the limb was kind of dead it was hanging over the sidewalk where everybody walks and stuff i was like let me just cut this down and i kind of like went through and you know took some some gardening shears and some loppers and just kind of broke it down into you know a little piece of firewood i got a fire pit out in my backyard i'll just sit out there and just kind of (sighs) like like you know you concentrate on something small like you know stoking a fire and keeping it going you know keeping the air going to it yeah dude that's oh that's fire pit therapy has been like clutch as hell lately like that's been my thing man no joke
0: I, I, you know, I got to agree with that yard work thing. Um, I, I I will say that one major thing that I do from time to time, that that definitely gets my head out of where out of being in that uh, when you're in your own head, yeah, is just going out and doing the yard work, mowing the mowing the grass. Smelling the fresh cut grass.
1: So freaking... let me ask you this question because this I, I just thought of this too. So yeah. it, it's, not, it's not only the fact you're able to focus on something, but it's also the fact that like you can like take those thought or that energy or that effort and then you focus it and you're able to produce something. Like, hey, I cut up all this wood. Now I've got firewood where I don't have to go buy a bundle or a cord of wood from yep. Publix or something. I've got all this stuff laying in the backyard ready to go. Or, hey,
0: Got a I bunch of kindling. Let's light it. Up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and all that kind of shit. But also that. But just also the fact of, um, I totally lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, sorry, unit, freaking cat. Um, uh, just the fact of having something to show for your effort afterwards. Like you have a nice manicured lawn. The lawn's all cut. The leaves are raked or something. The cat wasn't having it. The cat was like, yeah, no, leave me alone.
0: Yeah, she was basically like let me out of here <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> i've been stuck in your listening. shut up let me out <laughs> good job being a stereotype of typical asshole person there cat, whatever but yeah like that's kind of <laughs> something that i like is when i'm able to have something to show for it like i was sitting there a while back and i ended up doodling a picture that i gave to brian just because i was like you know trying to focus on something i'm actually I'm not an artist by any stretch of the imagination. Like <laughs> I can, I can fake the funk if I have to. What's up?
0: <laughs> doodling.
1: Yeah, I was doodling. I just, just like a pencil sketch, you know, there's something that, you know, cause Brian's got a really cool, like little, um, he's got, he's got some really cool memorabilia from his time in the service up in his office. I'm like, this would be kind of cool. So, but yeah, just having something to show for like all the effort, you just kind of keeping, that's how you keep yourself like, you know, mentally healthy and shit. And, know getting rid of that stigma by just going, yeah, no. Yeah. I'm not not doing it. You know, but it's important to reach out to people. Where like the one of the biggest things that has been said in this conversation is the fact that we are social creatures. We are not supposed to go through things alone. Yeah. You know, just like look at a look at a colony of primates or something. They have a very structured social a hierarchy. Ranking, hierarchy, and all that kind of stuff. And it's like this just some not something it's like Wu Chang clan, it's something to fuck with, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what else do you want to add on this man? I I don't really think I have too much more I want to add to this. I pretty much yeah. said what I was gonna say. So
0: no, I mean look. People out there, you know we need to stand start standing behind I'm gonna say this to the guys first, guys. We need to stand, start standing behind each other a hell of a lot more than we are. Um, it is a res. It, it it is our responsibility, not just to our fellow man, but especially like if if you're an individual who has sons, like myself, um, to begin to raise up men in a fashion that you know allows them to be able to talk about the things that bother them without you know without any kind of um without any kind of you know uh you know stigma stigma behind it any kind of you know uh ridicule or anything like that um Being a strong man doesn't mean not talking about your problems. It means that you talk about your problems and deal with them. Like how we as men are natural problem solvers. Our, our drive is to naturally figure out a way to solve problems. That's what we are built for. Men from time immemorial have been people gathering up the stuff you know bringing it bringing it home to cook you know all that stuff we we are the ones that go out and do the we tough hunt shit.
1: we hunt we gather like you know like yeah. you
0: know we're the ones cave, that go out
1: caveman and shit
0: that doesn't mean that we are invincible it just means that just like everybody else you know we're human we have problems Sometimes we need to vent those problems, even if it's in so, in, a, in a simple way. Ladies. Allow your men to talk about things without trying to emasculate your men. You are not going to. You're not going to gain any kind of kudos by essentially without actually saying it calling your man a bitch
1: stripping of stripping him of what makes him a male makes him a man correct yeah
0: um you have to be able to in some way shape or fashion listen it's in a woman's nature to be a nurturer it's in a woman's nature to be a good listener listen to your men there's not there's not a whole lot more to be said there there it's it's a simple simple fact that sometimes men we gotta talk and you have to figure out a way to approach it that does not i, I mean i hate to say it but but that does not make us feel stupid um
1: well and, and it's to to add on to that alamo it's it, yeah listen listen without judgment just listen right listen it's like that shirt uh, there was a there was an ad i saw on facebook for um tilva hollow project which we've talked about several times and they have a they have a, like a new t-shirt that they just put out it's like you know be there when someone asks you know list. be there to listen when someone talks be there to pick them up when they fall just be there that kind of stuff it's like no. yeah that's exactly right
0: damn right so damn right
1: but to kind of to, to caveat one last thing on what you said withers actually had a, a good portion thing right here the comment he left right at, at 10 19 it says old men plant trees the shade of which they know they will never sit in good people do things for other people it's like yeah that's absolutely true and it is that's what it's all about like being there for the person it's about the tribe you know keeping the tribe pushing forward you know yeah. we have a small tribe that we're trying to you know, establish here and, and get them pushing forward and whatnot. So it's like, you know, just take the time and listen, man. Like that's, that's all it takes.
0: Just, Damn right.
1: We're not supposed to go through things alone, especially when we're in, when we're hurting, you yeah. know, there's, there's, there's support groups out there. So I think that's about as good of a segue as we're going to get into, you know, wrapping up the show because we're already at an hour and 36. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, I,
0: it's, f- I, I found a few, quite a few things. Um, that I'll probably just end up putting as uh, as links in the description uh, in terms of ways that you can yeah. like, help guys out. Um, which I, I can go ahead and uh, start doing that real quick. To, yeah, just man. To be on the I will, uh,
1: I'll start, you know, doing our usual thing. So, um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for, for those, uh, for War Daddy Withers for being in the chat room tonight with us. We appreciate it. Love you, buddy. Um, Appreciate you having you on here for the for the input stuff. Um, Damn right. You know, it's this the way that we got started with this. You know, was pretty unfortunate. But now that we're able to kind of grow and and have these conversations about these topics that aren't easy topics to discuss, that aren't socially acceptable, or they're just not like you know. They're not being talked about in speakeasies and dark corners and all that kind of stuff. But they're not out in the broad daylight. So they're going, hey, man, let me, let's talk yeah. about mental health. He's just like, oh, let me just grab my phone. And yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so, you know, it's
1: it, it's important. Later withers. Love you, buddy. Um, it's, it, it's important, like we were talking about. The reason this show got started is because of a bit of tragedy. You know, it was some mental health that probably if we had had a conversation about mental health, um, the person who was near and dear to us, um,
0: probably still be here.
1: <laughs> I'm so, I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at withers. It's like, fuck, I can't type. I'm like, yep. That's how it I happens.
0: <laughs>
1: Two finger hunt and peck method. Yep. Typing classes. Nope. Not at all. Um, anyway, sorry. Let me just go back to being semi serious here. Um, We had a friend of ours who, you know, probably had some mental health issues or, you know, challenges that just kind of got to be too much for him. And he chose to solve a temporary problem with a permanent solution. And there is not one damn thing we can do to get him back. And it's just it's a shame because he was a dude worth knowing. He was, like, just the funniest fucker to work with. Like, he was just hilarious. And he would have given you the shirt off his back and just a good, solid dude. And he's not here anymore and that is a shame so from that we kind of had the idea of working together again you know because alamo and i have worked together we've been friends for a long time we've worked together in the private sector um it's like dude we gotta do something we could do something like i don't know what are we gonna do he's like alamo's like let's do a podcast i'm like i don't know shit about a podcast he goes dude they put a monkey in space and i'm like that's probably the most sound bit of wisdom i've ever heard in my life (laughs) absolutely so we came up with the battle bros podcast that you're watching now and it's you know it's great that it's gotten better as we've gone along otherwise we wouldn't have people watching us and all that kind of stuff and again it's not about us we like just hanging out and having real conversations about real shit you know it's um you can't it's you don't get that a lot anymore you can't sit down and have a conversation with guys and just be like hey man Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. Especially when it's like everybody has to be PC or you can't say that. It offends me. It triggers me. Sorry. Go fuck yourself. We're going to talk about it. You know, deal with that shit. You're fuck your feelings. <laughs> you know, I hate to Basically. say that. Like, <laughs> uh,
0: Yeah. Uh. <laughs>
1: so when we were, when we decided we we're going to do a podcast, we kind of started thinking about like our brand. And part of that was, the bros code and what the bros code is, is a way of just kind of remembering, Hey, I need to keep myself around. There are ways that I need to keep myself here and don't follow down that path and to, you know, a bad end of stuff. So, um, it's easy to remember if you can just remember the word, the letters B R O S. So the letter B, be tenacious, no matter what you do, go out and do it to the fullest experience, to the fullest ability that you have whether it's being a parent whether it's being you know an employee at a job a military member go out and do your fullest you know don't like ron swanson so eloquently said don't half-ass two things whole ass one thing it's like yeah that's some smart shit in that right there man it's like holy crap dude go out there and just do it to the fullest and utmost of your of your capabilities you know whether it's you know like Alamo said earlier with that, with their research, you know, if somebody comes to you for help, talk to them, listen to them, just be present, be tenacious and say, I'm not going to sit here and hide behind this. I'm going to sit there and listen. I may not know what I'm talking about. I may not be an, a clinical expert. I may not be a therapist. I may not be a psychologist or psychiatrist, whatever. I had a, a great experience one time where a customer was, so upset about something i said you know he was chewing out one of my employees and i was just like i said sir let me talk to you over here off to the side i said tell me what your issue is and he sat there and and cussed me out chewed me out for about five minutes and he's like i was like okay i said what can we do to fix it and he was just like uh i didn't get that far I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I just wanted you to hear me and you listened to me. And I wasn't expecting that. And now I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my hands kind of thing. He had a Ricky Bobby moment right in front of me. So I was like, okay. And then like that guy came back and he goes, hey, man, I appreciate you listening. that one time I'm like, that's what I'm here for. Absolutely. They're not getting paid to get yelled at and get solved problems. That's my job. They're here to do a specific skill set of all this stuff you know, be tenacious, be, listen to people. If they, if they're being tenacious enough to come to you with an issue, be tenacious enough to listen and go, okay, let's try to fix it. What can I do? I mind you, I only have tools, ABC. Let's use what we got. You know, it might take you a while. Like that, that limb I took down off a tree. I didn't have the ability to use a power saw. It might, it took me a while because I'm sitting here using an old freaking Hand saw going back and forth but you know what it got the job done just as much was my arm sore? yeah okay still doesn't matter i had the tenacity to just say i'm gonna power through this shit took it down no problem be tenacious okay R. refuse to surrender um no matter what happens in life there's going to be times where things don't go according to plan you might get blown off course look at what happened during d-day for god's sakes what if all of those paratroopers that went in behind enemy lines on D Day didn't realize where they were and said, Well, fuck, I quit. We probably wouldn't have established a beachhead at Omaha and Normandy Beach and freaking mm-hmm. been able to get the guys on land and bring the material on shore and all that kind of shit. What would have happened? How different would that have turned out? Okay. No matter what happens, just remember that you're there to accomplish a goal or you're trying to accomplish a goal. Okay. No matter what happens, if you get fall down, you get your dick knocked in the dirt, pick yourself up by your own freaking boot laces, dust yourself off, keep your chin up, square your shoulders, drive on. Keep going. Who fucking cares, right? Keep going. Refuse to surrender. Oh, obliterate your obstacles. Like we said with the last one, you know, sometimes there are things that happen where it's going to cause you some, as, as uh, a friend of mine says, ass pain. You go to, you're working on your car and you break the freaking bolt off of getting the last bolt to get a part out of the engine bay of your car. So now you have to go buy another part to re- repl- to, re- to remove a broken bolt. So a five minute job is now going to be a three hour job. And you have to spend 60 extra dollars to buy a tool to take this shit out. It's an obstacle. Obliterate that shit and drive on. Do what the fuck you were doing, okay? Sometimes there are things that happen where you have to maybe walk a little bit longer in the woods to get around an obstacle to get back on track, okay? So what? Sometimes you go over a wall. Sometimes you go under it. Sometimes you go around it. Sometimes you get some Bangalore's and c 4 and some deck cord, and freaking turn that shit to smithereens. Or sometimes you do it this guy did and you just back a striker fighting vehicle back into it and be like <laughs> alright, cool there's the door, awesome <laughs> sometimes you gotta do that shit, alright, whatever obliterate your obstacles, no matter what happens continue on to, in the direction of travel towards your do OB, to the OBJ lastly S, seek out help in a time of need whatever that looks like, like we talked about this entire episode with mental health okay and the stigma behind it, especially for men. Sometimes society will not let you go and talk to it, talk to people about it in a traditional setting. Sometimes you have to use the act of subterfuge, such as going fishing, going bowling, having some time out, going for a Jeep ride in the woods, go, going camping, whatever the case may be. Okay, If you need help, there are people out there, whether it's friends, family members, coworkers, whether it's people you serve with in the military case whatever the case may be in the case that you don't have anybody there are resources out there um the one that we talk about every week is the national suicide prevention hotline there's two ways to get in touch with them it is 1-800-273-8255 which the last four letters are the um the last four numbers are the word talk so it's 1-800-273-talk 1-800-273-8255, or just type TALK. They just also started using a nine-digit prefix, which is 988. Again, that is 988. And what's great about that method is that you can call it, or you can also uh, text message it. You can have somebody reach out to you via electronic means. Um, They are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you have somebody or you feel like you're not in a good place and you're wanting to... solve a temporary problem with a permit solution please do yourself a favor reach out to these people if you don't have anybody else you can reach out to them they will get you the help you need okay if you can remember those four things be tenacious refuse to surrender obliterate your obstacles seek out help in a time of need we can help to stop this little unfortunate statistic right here 22 a day is the average of um, veterans that commit suicide every day, and as you saw in some places, a, it could be a little bit higher, a little bit lower, all that kind of stuff. You having issues over there too, bud? A little bit. That's all good. So just remember those four things, folks, and you're going to be good. Okay, we're, it's, it's not going to be great at first, but it'll it'll hopefully start. It's a start, and it'll get better. So, so yep. I'm going to hand off to my my dude over here, and we're going to wrap this wrap this uh, show up.
0: Yeah. So oh that was a bright one. Ha <laughs> ha. Um you know, as we talked about just a little bit ago, you know, um we would like for you uh like what like we said in the beginning of the show to visit our social medias. If you want to catch us and you know, in all honesty, like I know for a fact there are times where you know things can get a little bit awkward. Sometimes it's difficult to talk about certain shit. Um, email us, dude, um, and you can do that at battlebrospc at gmail um, You could send us a message there. We can respond to you guys at any point in time. Look, man,
1: we've hey, been there. It's- yeah. We've had those moments where we've had to reach out to somebody. Yeah. Uh, there's been times where I've confided in him to reach out to him. There's been times where he's reached out to me and just been like, dude, I'm not in a good place. I'm like, all right, let's yeah. talk, but on a pot of coffee. Well, I'm not going anywhere.
0: And, and that's what it's all about. And that's exactly the thing, man. Like nobody's going to watch out for us better than, you know, our community. Honestly, um, we get a chip. We get each other. We understand each other. We know, what the uh, we know what the, the feelings are because I mean at some point or some point some point during, down the road we've all experienced it you know what I mean you can also catch us on the social medias um, you can catch us on uh, the Facebook at facebook.com slash battlebros dot podcast you can also catch us on the Instagram at battle bros underscore podcast, where you can contact us via the instant messengers on those services at any point in time, and you we will get back to you within a 24-hour period, and that is a promise. Um, also, if you would like to also I'm having I'm telling you, the crud's catching up with me now.
1: <laughs> I had a lot of, of done, dude.
0: I had a lot of energy earlier, but now the crowd's catching up with um, me.
1: All this room spinning with all this, this talent and this this shit. Ah. This <laughs> um, you, know what, you know what movie I watched the other day? I watched uh, Green Mile. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, What's the guy that played uh, Wild Bill?
0: It's not Giovanni Ribisi. No, or, no, no, no. Uh, it's. Uh, no.
1: You keep talking. I'll look it up.
0: Yeah. Um, if you want to catch us on any other platform other than here on the YouTube, where you can like, subscribe, share, as well as as well as, um, go ahead and uh, hit Sam the Rockwell. Bell. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, hit the notification bell. Fantastic. Um, it's you like can I had go a bunch ahead. of
1: shine cherries there.
0: <laughs> you can catch us on the <laughs> rumble.com Sorry. and uh, all you got to do is go ahead and search battle bros, all one word, all lowercase, and you will pop up right there for you. Um, you can also catch us on the audio platforms at Spotify. You can also catch us on the anchor, which is where we upload our plat- our every episode to um, uh, basically, to the audio platforms, uh, I also I sorted out. Listen to this, y'all. I sorted out the issues with Amazon. Um, so, if you search us on Amazon, you will you should be able to find us via the uh, Alexa Alexa app. Um, get it, get it, get it. All right oh right. <laughs> If you want to listen to us on any of the other platforms, <laughs> um, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Those are all the audio platforms that we are currently on. And... Do, 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 do. That is all I got right there. See, see, that's that's the crud catching up with me because now I'm clicking on stuff I don't need to click on.
1: So the one last shout out we want to give, um, we have a friend of ours who just started a business on the side. Um, the, <clears throat> excuse me, um, our good friend <clears throat> Amelia has a business uh, up in in the Chicago suburban area. Um, it's called Sassy Girl Apothecary. She does homemade soaps. Um, we are only, we're not getting anything from this. We're just trying to spread a little bit of love, get her going and whatnot. She's had her first, I think, internet order within the last couple of weeks. Um, she makes homemade stuff. Like it's all natural products. Like I, she made uh, some soap for me that was like denim and leather scented. And it was fucking phenomenal. It was just fucking awesome. And then she made some, uh, what, r- it was rum and coffee for years, right? That's the the flavor you use, rum and coffee. Yeah. Coffee and rum. So, if you could send her a little bit of love, I mean, they're not expensive. They're like five bucks. Like, it's really not, but like, it's it's amazing stuff. I have, we also have, um, I have a, a charcoal bar that is, I use for like exfoliation purposes. Yeah. It's pretty good stuff but send her a little bit of love if you check out the uh, the link it's sassy girl spelled g-u-r-l sassy girl squarespace.com. check it out it is good stuff we are signing our name to it because hey we've used it we like it and we're not going to tell you shit that we haven't used and liked so yeah, exactly that's just kind of you know that's not how we roll but um the last thing we want to say is just remember folks with, with our mission here we're trying to help stop and eradicate the epidemic of veteran suicide because yeah. of our friend John. Um, this is not something that can be done lightly. It is not something that can be done alone. We have to rely on folks out there that listen and watch this show. It may not be about you. You may not be the person. That needs That's where it. Sharon
0: That's comes it. into place, man. Sharon is caring.
1: Sharing is caring, as the caregivers say. But listen, it's it's all about getting this to the person who needs to see it. You might pass along and just be like, dude, I watch this podcast. You know that 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 dude, Mac, he's got a big ass head and scares children, but Alamo, you know, he's pretty funny, charismatic, but they got a good message overall, whatever the case may be like pass it along. You never know who it's going to get to, you know, we would love to hear it would, it would, there would be the biggest compliment we could ever get on the show. If somebody was like, dude, I was ready to just end it all. I saw a show. You guys were talking and it just spoke out to me. And like, I'm still here because that." that would be the fucking just ultimate form of, accomplishment and achievement with the show. It's not about likes. yeah, Yeah, great. We got a thousand views on YouTube. That's cool. No knocking that, but that's not what we're there for. I mean, if we got over a million to be like, how the fuck did we do that? Like, Holy shit. You know, that would be impressive, but it's not what it's about. Okay. It's all about getting people help that they need to get, keeping the people in our culture, in our tribe, service members, First responders, anybody needs to hear it. Okay, we're not going to be prejudicial and just say well, it. if you're not military or first responder, you don't need to listen to this it. horseshit. Right? People go through mental health struggles all the time. We just talked about this in a in a very grandy, very broad brushstroke of a discussion that we just had over the last fuck almost two hours. Holy shit. So we're getting longer and longer winded as we go on with these shows. But just remember, folks, pass it along, pay it forward, spread the word, spread the news, all that good stuff. And just remember, if you can remember those four things, be tenacious, refuse to surrender, obliterate your obstacles, and seek out out help in a time of need, you're going to be okay. It's not going to be okay at first, but it's a step in the right direction. And that's what it's all about to eradicating the 22. So on that note, we're going to start signing off. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 054 the stigma of men's mental health. Um, we appreciate it. We should hopefully be back on a regular time next week as well with another great conversation. Maybe funny, maybe serious. Eh, who knows? We don't know yet. Can't yeah. tell you, but until that time, this has been Mac and Alamo. We are the battle bros podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember to hit that like, share subscribe and hit the notification bell so we can uh, get notifications when we're going to be on and whatnot we would love to see you join us for another conversation down the road until then thank you so much have a good night god bless we love you and you stay classy out there people planet earth that that, that was good too i didn't want to fucking plagiarize the whole damn thing but whatever
0: battle bros (laughs) out
1: take it easy